Good evening, Commandos. This is Rooster. And Squiggles. And you're listening to the most misbehaving podcast in all of the verse. That would be Call of the Crow. Ca-call! All right, man. It's been a minute since we've been on. How it you has. been, Squigs? Not bad, not bad. So I'd like to uh, start off with an apology to our fans. Uh, it has been mostly my fault. Uh, we recorded an episode, which uh, it's going to go into the lost episode files now because it's just not timely anymore. Right. Uh, the issues we ran into was just, I got busy. You got very busy. Uh, I am in a play. I am starting a theater company with that player's group. And uh, yeah, I just I did not have time to uh, edit the podcast, get it out there, make sure it was good to go. Uh, same way, I haven't had time to get any videos up either. Right. Not to mention you you had a lot of work stuff going on. I it's just been a it's been a crazy couple of weeks for you. Yes, yes, it has. Uh, you know, we got to the beginning of the year, and I was like, I'm going to put two videos out a week, and it's going to be great. And I realized, wow, um, it's just like last time when uh, you know life kind of gets going. I just I do not have a chance. Uh, unfortunately, Crow and Commando stuff uh, content has to be what gets cut in my life, right? Because I can't really stop being a dad, and uh, I can't really stop working if I want to be a good husband and a good dad. <laughs> so uh, I really like having my house. So it's uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I am going to, uh, unfortunately, always cut Crow and Commando content from my life, so I apologize for that, Commandos, but... Know that we love you. It's just sometimes we have other things that that have to take precedence. Hi, I mean, it's just... Like I said, I just, I, I've been very busy. I've been uh, creating various different kinds of content in many, many different forms and uh, ways. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the good news is there is some uh, there is some video banked right now. So hopefully we'll be able to get that going. Uh, one of these days we'll be able to just kind of sit down, edit a whole bunch of video, and then I'll just I'll be sitting on a pile of stuff that we'll just have uploaded would be, throughout the time, which will be wonderful. But so there's some fun stuff. We'll get, in there. We'll get to that point. We'll yeah, get there's there. definitely some fun stuff. So yeah, let me just like I said, start off by issuing that apology. Um, there have been some really cool perks though to being down for a few weeks. Uh, as such, we don't really have a lot of news to talk about this week, so this is going to be more of a general chat kind of style episode. Which we always love to do anyways. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, there are going to be some changes to the format of the show. Uh, we will always open up with kind of that banter section where she's like, hey man, what you been up to? Oh, you been doing this? Um, of course, I generally have an idea what Squiggles is doing and you know, vice versa, but we're going to keep that going. Uh, I really like that. I think it's really important to be able to just be like, this is what we've been doing this week. Right. Uh, so I think it's a very important part of the show. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. If not, I'm really sorry. But it's uh, very important to us. Yeah, for us, I think it works really well. I think it's the dynamic of the show. Uh, from there, though, um, we're not going to have a, a full discussion topic. I'm going to say um a lot because it's been a minute. Yeah. So it's not going to be a full discussion topic, but I am going to try and do a future rooster segment there. And let you guys know, hey, we're going to talk spoilers now. We're going to talk about things that, you know, either just happened, just came out. Uh, you know, My Hero Academia, Watchmen was one that I got, I don't want to say criticized, but it's one that people commented on quite a bit. So it's some really good feedback that I've received from a couple different sources for the podcast. So that way you'll know, hey, you know, Future Rooster here, uh, which, you know, it's not, but that's what I'll say. You know, uh, we're about to talk about blank, blank, and blank. Uh, it's minute marker, whatever. You're going to want to go, you know, 15 minutes ahead of this. Or you're going to want to go to minute marker, whatever. So that way you're aware that we're not going, you know, you're not going to get spoiled. So that's something I'm going to be able to do in uh, post-production. And I think it's going to work out really well for us. I really hope it is. So, and I'll give you a chance to hear from Future Rooster, which, you know, that's going to be kind of fun. Who knows, uh, who knows what kind of world it is that he's living in. Right. It's, you know, he's going to be in the living, living in the uh, literal world of tomorrow for what we're doing here <laughs> uh, right now. So that rooster, he'll, uh, he's going to have all kinds of insights into things. He's going to know how this uh, podcast went 
and have some better ideas, hopefully, and uh, realize better things he could have said or less stupid things he could have said. So, uh, thank future, you. Future Squiggles will probably always say the stupid things, though. Yeah. I don't know if Future Squiggles is going to be the one that's editing. So, so he's not. If he is, he's more than welcome to pop in and say some shit. But yeah, so uh, thank you, Future Rooster. We're going to really appreciate that. And uh, hopefully our listeners like that as well. So we're going to definitely implement that starting this week, I hope. So Squigs, remember that. Right. Anything that we're really going to talk about that we're going to kind of spoil plot-wise, uh, we're going to move that to... Uh, we're going to find end. a better section. Yeah. Not the end of the show, but just but the just, end of the, kind of yeah. the intersection. Because like, we can say we're watching this and we'll talk about it a little bit later. So, because I'm definitely going to talk a little bit about uh, I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max on my defense in a new anime. Uh, that's something I've been watching, which it's freaking adorable. Uh, the non-spoiler view is just going to be there's a, a, a young girl. She's probably in her teens. It's a dive anime, so it's VR dive. And the idea is, uh, you know, she doesn't play games, but her friend's like, no, you need to play this game. It's called New World, and it looks just like Final Fantasy because, you know, why not? Why not? And it's uh, it, it's all of the fun of sword art with none of the dark. Like, everybody here is going to die. Right. Um yeah, and so, like, you know, the shtick of the show is that she doesn't want to get hurt, so she maxes out her defense. So she's slow as molasses, but nothing can hurt her, really. <laughs> and it's it's pretty fun. Like I said, I'm going to break down a little bit of how crazy the first episode is in a little bit. But I, I definitely recommend checking out uh, I Don't Want to Get Hurt, so I'll max on my defense. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been watching dub, uh, dub Piece. I've been start, starting that over. Ooh, how far into Dub Piece are you? About... 60 episodes uh, wow so you really been going yeah uh the you're about to get to the grand line i believe yeah uh, just got okay we just did the um i'm in the middle of the the uh millennial dragon saga the where the grandpa grandpa ryu and the the uh, apis and um okay okay yeah. i know what you're talking about now yep that's right before right they get before to the grand, the grand line. line yep Okay, so I know where you are. Yeah, because I'm like, you're about, you're about to get to the Grand Line. Yeah, One Piece is a crazy uh, crazy anime where... Uh, I'm not going to put this in the spoiler section. Nah, this is 20 years old. Yeah, this, this, is, this is literally 20 years old, so I'm not feeling so bad about that. One Piece was a series that when it started, even the book-wise, it took like 80 episodes before they really got going with the story. Yeah. It's like, that's the freaking warm-up. Oh, we also got told that we swear a little bit too much, which I can't disagree more. Uh, yeah, can't disagree. I can't agree with you. Uh, more commandos. I know that I am uh, a loose cannon up here with the F-bomb. Um, uh, as am I. I am going to be try to be better. So uh, hopefully we won't swear as much. You're going to still hear it, I bet, but I'm going to try to be better. Right. So uh, hopefully, hopefully that. So yeah, the, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's freaking crazy to watch One Piece. Yeah. One Piece is insane. They, they've got the five main crew members right now. They're the five first crew members. And like you don't even see, you don't see uh, Tony, you don't see Robin yet, and they haven't even hit the grand line. Yeah, well, you want me to? Uh, I'm sixty episodes in, so. Yeah, you're not. Robin doesn't join the crew until after Chopper. Right. And then uh, it's Chopper next. He's gonna show up. Uh, I think shortly after they go into the grand line. Yeah, he's gonna be. I think he's right before, right as they dive into the Alabasta saga a little yeah. bit. Then you're gonna have all Alabasta, which. It's not bad, but I definitely got bored with that series. Uh, Alabasta drags a little bit. Yeah. Oh, if, uh, it doesn't drag just a little bit. Uh, all the other like arcs in One Piece, I can dig. Although the, the one thing I will say, I because I, I watched the the sub piece a while back, mm-hmm. and I was watching it at work, and someone, uh, one of the residents, had asked me what I was watching, and the Alabasta saga gave me one of the greatest lines I ever got to say, and I told her, 
I was watching pirates riding ducks through the desert. Yeah, that'll happen. That'll definitely happen. <laughs> I and it's one of my favorite lines I've ever gotten to use. Honestly, it's, oh yeah, it's just that one drags. I feel I don't remember how long Alabast is, but I feel like it's a hundred episodes. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know if it's that long, but it definitely feels that long. Yeah, oh, it just it feels. I remember watching it, thinking, "God dang, I don't know if I can keep going with One Piece." But you get through Alabast, and it gets better. And it's not bad. I just I feel like you can put it on half the time. The only other arc that I really didn't like that I that I've seen because I've only gone through uh, five fifty seven right. or five seventy five of One Piece. Uh, thankfully, they are currently working on more dub piece, Woo. so we're going to be getting more of that very soon. They just uh, shared a screenshot that the, uh, the voice actress who plays Luffy is uh, you know she's back in there, she's doing her lines. Yeah. So they're going to be taking us into what's called the Punk Hazard arc, which is uh, just before episode six hundred of the series. Cool. Which is cool because in Japan, I think they're at, like the nine twenties, nine thirties right mm-hmm. now. So uh, yeah, they're uh, they're coming along. Did you see there's going to be a One Piece uh, a live action? I did see that. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, they're going to do uh, ten episodes of a live action One Piece. Uh, I'm not sure how well that's going to go. Uh, I, here's the thing: One Piece is such a crazy. Like they would have to do a ton of CGI for this. They will. They will have to do a ton of CGI. And well, ten episodes in a literal nine hundred episode series. Yeah, that's about one percent. Yeah. Uh, well, here's a question. Have you ever watched any live-action anime? Uh, not that I can recall. That's, hey, man, and that's fun. Um, I, I, I mean, I've seen Dragon Ball, which was terrible. Um, I, I, I've seen the live-action uh, Last Avatar uh, Airbender. So I have a hard time with Last a- with um. Airbender. I know that's not technically uh, anime. It's, yeah, it's- Avatar has always been a, a struggle with me because it's done, it's Western anime. Yeah. It's done in that traditional anime, in that not traditional, but it's done in an anime style. It is an American cartoon that they were like, "Hey, we're going to make an anime, and that's right. so cool." But and I've it came out it. very, very well. But it's, oh yeah, and I know it's not technically anime; it's anime style. But still. so that's why, like I said, like Last Airbender, it's always like, mm, "Man, how is it? Do I count this as an anime?" Because I actually. I feel you sell it short if you call it an anime because then it just it gets lumped in with so many other things. And I think I think Avatar the Last Airbender is a crowning achievement of American uh, you know, cartoons. Alright. Of like American animation when it looks at it. I think that it is something that sorry about that long pause. But I think it's something that can really be like we can we we put on that platter. Yeah, it's like you know like uh, Japan's putting out you know my neighbor Totoro's. They're putting out just these amazing pieces, and all these other countries are putting out these amazing shorts. And I I feel like you know not just shorts, but they're putting out amazing animation. And I think you know America always you know where I was like, well look at our fucking Disney and look at our you know look at this. We have Disney and Pixar. But I really think that Avatar on Nickelodeon was something that we could really hold up and be like, look at this show that we created. We took influences of because you can tell the creators were definitely influenced by anime. Mm-hmm. So we took these. Uh, I say we like I was part of the team. Right. But, you know, they took these amazing influences and they were able to create this you know, like serialized story that, you know, it became a worldwide phenomenon. Right. Absolutely but it was such did. a hit to Western audiences. And it's I mean, it was very different from what was happening and. You know, 2005, it was a, you know, it was an American show. It was an American cartoon that was able well, to kind of take over. You say that, and then there was, there's another animation I think we can put in that same style with, uh, of top-notch American animation, and that... I mean, around, I love Five Old, okay, so I agree. <laughs> no. Um, no, I, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say Teen Titans, like the, the original Teen Titans. I think, te- I think the original Teen Titans is a great cartoon 
Um, I, I think that Avatar is better than it. Oh, I, I, I will agree with that. But I think that like those two were like very top-notch animation for a very long time. I'll, I'll give you that, because they would have been around the same time. Avatar, I want to say, it was 2000, started in 05. Titans was started in 03, so Titans is a little older. I put Titans up there. Oh, man, I think Avatar is better. Oh, man, I, I have a hard time with Titans, because it's really good. But at the same time, I kind of lump it in with uh, some of the other like DC animated stuff that was hap- that happened before and after. But you, but again, you could it they they kind of serialized it. It was it was a very it was very monster of the week, but it also had a very you know serial uh, setup to it. Mm. It was it it touched on some uh, very mature themes at some points. Uh, it it was run for longer than most American animations ran. I I believe it ran for four seasons, five seasons. Uh, I think it was only three years. Okay, but, mo- but I don't know how many seasons it had. If I'm being honest with you, it 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 ran for maybe three years, but I, I most animations in America only ran for three seasons. Whether that's three years or two or three uh, two years with some in between, um, it, it's one of those ones that you could tell they took influence from from some some anime. You could tell they took influence from different. Uh, action movies different you know you could see the the influence but it came together and it became its own brilliant piece of of work yeah so if you look it up it technically says it had five seasons over 65 episodes yeah so i don't know man i have a hard time when it's like oh it's five seasons at 60 like young justice is like 60 episodes at three seasons yeah so i i'm gonna say that it had roughly three seasons it just had some long breaks because it had, uh, but no, Teen Titans was a great show. I can't really, I, there's nothing I take away from it other than the fact that I'm like, five, you really, you said that's five seasons? It, I mean, I believed it was five seasons. It was just. Did they count, did they break it up by season or did they break it up by arc? I guess I wonder. Uh, I, they might have, I believe they broke it up by seasons. Um, there, It might it might have been arc, but I, I believe they broke it up by, because by, I know the, the whole slate arc was the first season. Well, it's just 50 at 65 episodes at five seasons. That's roughly 11 episodes a season. And it wasn't a Netflix show. So that's why I'm like, anyway, I'm going to have to look into more of the broadcast history yeah. of Teen, of, uh, Teen Titans. Cause I like Teen Titans. Uh, but yeah, I, the thing is I lump it in there with, um, I mean, if you're talking about, Oh, it did this and this and it explored different themes. It may not have been as hardcore as like a justice league or a justice league unlimited, but justice right. league kind of did the same thing. True. So I, I always find like Teen Titans, I don't know. I, I really enjoy it. And Static Shock, for that matter, too. Yeah, I mean Static Shock played into race relations and things like that. So that was really that was definitely different. That was a great show. That was Milestone Media, man. Milestone. I wish they. Uh, I wish they put out some more stuff. Yeah. That imprint. Uh, it's not dead. Supposedly, a couple years ago, they said they were going to do. Uh, they were going to resurrect. Uh, it was going to be called Earth M, and it was going to be at uh, just an entire Milestone line. They were gonna bring back uh, specifically Static, Rocket, and Icon. Yeah. So uh, Icon and Rocket, I guess I should say, because uh, Rocket is Icon. And I believe Hardware was supposed to come back too. Uh, I don't remember if Hardware was. I don't remember if he was coming back with Static or not. Because uh, the Static Shot cartoon that we had, I mean, they had uh, Richie kind of become Hardware, Hardware, even though you know it's like it's uh, it very Gizmo, but... drastically different. Yes. Drastically different from the comics, but still really good. Uh, and I haven't seen any of the new Young Justice, so I believe Static's in Young Justice. I know he was in season two. Because they tease him at the two. end of season two. I mean, he's he in was... season two, but like they kind of really tease him becoming Static, like working with Black Lightning at the end of season two. Right. And I haven't watched any of season three. Um, it's on the list. I think once we finish Harley, 
which is a week to week. I think we're going to go back and we're going to do Young Justice. So that's been really fun too. Harley's been it's been a little bit just a barrel of insanity. Yeah, I I want to I want to watch those. I just I don't want to pay for another streaming service at the moment. That's fair. Uh, DC Universe, I can't say it's worth it yet. Yeah. Uh, every day they have a DC Daily, and then they show off like toys and stuff that's coming out, and it's cool, but I can't say it's worth it yet. Um, there's a lot of comics they keep adding, which is nifty. Yeah. Uh, but again, like a lot of the comics, I'm like, oh, like I don't even know where to start with some of it, if yeah, I'm being honest. True. Uh, and I, in uh, all seriousness, you know, in, uh, in breaking news for the Commandos, um, I actually just canceled my pull list. Yeah. Uh, this week is, uh, you know, the first week that uh, I have not had a comic pool in 15-ish years. Wow. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm burned out on it, man. It was uh, the last episode we kind of talked a little bit about burnout. We I don't did. know if we really got to the bottom of it. but We, we talked about it. I don't, we definitely didn't get to the bottom of it. But. Yeah, one of the things that, you know, it's just like I'm, I'm very apathetic towards comics at this point um they're very as much as i love them i'm just like oh i gotta read these stupid yeah, books now. You, you were saying it became almost like a chore to to read and go get and like and i had talked about at one point it was like that for me and it was also a financial decision so it made it that much easier to, to cut mine yeah and i mean like i said it's not a financial here it's not you know i mean it's yeah. cool to save the money because i'm going to be saving about 120 to 150 bucks a month so that's nice you know, and I'm uh, thankfully I'm in a good place in my life right now where it's like I can budget that stupid disposable income. Right. But now I can put it towards some other things. It's just it became I'm just not reading them. I'm buying yeah. these books and they're just becoming very expensive, like just clutter. Yeah. And I was reading Undiscovered Country, Spider-Man and Far Sector. Uh, those are the three books that I was reading consistently, like week or not week in, week out, but like month in, month out. Okay. And as much as I really enjoyed those three books, I could, I mean, I was still buying a ton. I was still buying Supergirl and Flash and Green Arrow and Green Lanterns. And I was still buying, you know, like Doctor Strange and Iron Man. And Yeah, you, I mean, if you were, if you're spending 120 books, that's about 10 books, give or take a, a, a week. Uh, I would say, were, yeah, you're probably in that range. Because you, you figure about three three to five dollars a book. Well, that's another thing. Like comics, just keep having expensive books. Yes. Like there's more and more and more. They have books that are like five dollars, six dollars, seven dollars. And then you get the ones that are well. To in order to read this storyline, you have to go and get six other books. And that was one of the main things that drove me away for a while. For yeah, it's like event fatigue, and you definitely have it. So. Um, yeah, so it just it became. And sometimes it's not even event. It's just you have to read sixteen Batman books to get one story for Batman. It's like, well, a Batman's always an event. I feel like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like it's always like, oh no, this is what like the main thing is. So yeah, then it's like you're reading these and you're like, I don't care about, I don't know, Batwing and yeah. this and that. It's like I just want to read about Batman, and which I've never said because I I don't buy Batman books. That's actually one series I usually don't ever have. I've only had on my pull list very infrequently. And most of it was event stuff. Uh, even then, I so the I never really bought the books that had Batman events. Uh, Green Lantern doesn't tend to have Batman events. Uh, Batman crops up in comics, of course. Like when Rebirth happened, Batman popped up. Uh, I had to get Batman books for the button. Yeah. Uh, when Rebirth happened, and that was an event, obviously. But other than that, like Batman, very rarely. Uh, when they did, uh, what was it, Endgame? Mm -hmm. uh, not Marvel's Endgame, of course, but Batman had an Endgame where you know Bruce Wayne uh, 
I don't know if I need to put spoilers on this one because that's it's a couple about, years ago. Yeah, it's about five years old at this point. So I want to say at this point, anything older than a year and a half, I think we're not going to really worry about the spoiler section, which means, you know, uh, so uh, Bruce Wayne kind of gives up being Batman and kind of gets like amnesia and stuff and Commissioner Gordon becomes Batman. This is a couple years ago and it all um, culminated in a uh, arc called uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. And it was all about like, you know, Batman and Joker and it was the final fight and the end of the, like the end game. And at the end of that, we got a new Batman and Joker died, quote unquote, you know, obviously big air quotations because then he's back. Yeah. And there was a shtick where it was like, oh, there's three different Jokers. And, you know, how can that be? How are there three different Jokers? And we never I never found out because I quit reading. Yeah. I just quit reading comics. So, yeah, there was uh, there was that. But that, that's what I mean. Like you I don't want to have I don't want to have to pick up. Six books to read one story. Mm. I want to pick up one, maybe two that tie together to to read one story. That's fair. I don't want to have to pick up a hundred books to read one title. That's very fair. One story. It and and I I mean I still go out and I'll get I'll get graphic novels once in a while because I like the story. And in a graphic novel, it's already all collected for. Oh, sorry about that, Commander. It's been a little sleepy. It has been a very long day. It has been. No, I definitely dig what you're saying. And yeah, so as a result, I just, you know, I'm done. I'm, uh, I'm, I'll am i go back eventually. I'm only 30. There's no way I make it another 30 years without buying comics. Right. But right now, I just, I, uh, you know, I'm going to try to catch up on my uh, my bag and boarding. <laughs> Um, actually, that could take you another 10 years. It could very well. Um, I'm actually hoping to organize everything. I'm going to get some dividers. I'm going to see what I can call out of the collection, maybe. Right. Because uh, there's stuff that I'm never going to read again. I don't care about Lara Fleas. Like, I have all that miniseries. I, I don't care about it. Yeah. Like, why do I still have this? And there's plenty of stuff that I like. I picked up, and I just I didn't dig as much as I thought I would or as much as I hoped I would. Uh, there's some good minis in there. There's some good uh, titles, you know, there that I'll keep, of course. But I do think it might be... Uh, Time to cool down the collection. I don't really know what I'll do with it, even because yeah. that's the thing. Uh, the stuff I call down, it's not going to be the really super valuable stuff, right? Like I'm not getting rid of any of my Amazing Spider-Man because, like, I will probably still continue to buy Amazing Spider-Man comics. I'll probably like you know at least back issues because I still you know have that dream of completing one through seven hundred of the original run, right? So uh, you know, like if I get an Amazing Fantasy fifteen, you know, or uh, Green Lantern wise, you know, if I ever come across a, uh, I think it's DC Showcase twenty two. The uh, first, you know, uh, Hal Jordan, or if I come across a, uh, you know, a first John Stewart. I have a first Guy Gardner, which I actually want to get up and framed one of these days. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. I had to do surgery on that comic when I bought it years ago. Oh, really? So it came and had super rusty staples, and uh, someone had tried to fix it by stapling more staples into it. So oh, instead of stapling yeah. them into the spine, they stapled the cover. So it's got some grease pen, which there's nothing. I can't do anything with that. But it's got, uh, there were staples in the cover that I had to get in there, and I fucking, I had to, like, lift up and, like, carefully fucking remove, and so I had to do, uh, I had to do some surgery on that book. So, uh, I keep considering getting it refurbished, because you can get refurb comics, uh, but it's just, it's not worth the price to me. Yeah. Um, because I have this really beat-up copy, which, to be honest, I actually really like beat-up copies of comics. Yeah, they should, it shows some, <clears throat> shows some, uh, character to it. Yeah, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, maybe you're not in the comic scene, uh, a beat-up comic would be probably be generally referred to as a reader copy. Yeah. Uh, meaning, you know, it's one you can touch. It's one you can open. It's one you can read. 
And that's one of the issues. Like if I ever wanted to sell my collection, I would run into that problem is I buy reader copies and I get reader copies because I like to read and I like to touch my collection. Right. When I get my stuff in, it's not going off to get, you know, certified comic grades or whatever company, whatever the hell, uh, collectible grades, whatever CGC stands for. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But I don't send, I, I've never sent books out for that. Uh, I don't even know if I own a CGC book now that I'm thinking about it. I don't think I own a slab. Book. I had one and I opened it to read it. Yeah. So and it wasn't, it wasn't a big issue either, but it was a death match or something like that. It was, it was a cool book, but yeah. So that's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm personally into. I like reader copies of comics. So even if I sent anything I had away for that, it would, it would come back uh, lower grade than I would want. Then you'd really be, find worth it. Because a lot of my Spider-Man, my older stuff, obviously stuff that I've gotten in the last 15 years is in better condition because I was able to, like, I was the one that handled I'm the only owner of those. Right. But, uh, like, a lot of, any of the Spider-Man I have that's really, um, you know, 1 through 100. Is and I have a decent copy. collection. Yeah, they're they're pretty beat up because that's what I would buy. Those were the cheaper copies. Those were the more affordable ones for me. And for you, the collection was always about reading. Yeah, and the collection still is. Like, the collection still is about being able to touch my comics and read my comics. Like, I'm not going to freak out in a couple years, hopefully, with that Parker's interest. Hopefully, Parker will be interested in my comics, and he'll want to read them. And, I mean, I won't let him do it now because he'll rip them in half. But I hope that in a couple years, Parker will want to sit down and read some of the comics. And, I mean, obviously, he's not going to read, like, Unnatural or, you know, like, I Hate Fairyland. But he, he could very easily want you to read him Spider-Man, where he got his name from. Oh, yeah, some of the original Spideys? I can happily read to him. Oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it, Squigs. <laughs> uh, we'll get there we'll get there yeah so uh something else we've been doing is uh today squigs and i went out to uh john's house and got tortured and yeah <laughs> we tortured ourselves with uh we went on to woo that's hot woo that's hot it was indeed we did uh what i think is gonna end up to be three videos for yep. him so that way he'll get some content collected and it gets us out there a little bit to hopefully try to sell the podcast the, the uh, youtube channel the facebook page all of that Commandos, if you if you want to watch if you want to watch a, a grown man cry, yeah, you cried. It oh, was pretty great. I cried bad, big, big tears. I did not like those pork rinds. No, and that's what that's what the tears came from was those pork rinds. That oh, was they were bad. That was painful. I believe that. But that was a uh, that was a bunch of stuff came from uh, Wizard Chili. Chili, Chili wizards. wizards. Chili wizards. Yeah. So it was that's what it was. But it it, it was some of it wasn't bad. The, the candy was kind of interesting. It, it wasn't anything really for me. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, for me, but, but it was interesting. Time. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Um, it was a lot different than just going over to John's and sitting down for, ooh, that's hot. And like, let's eat a pepper. And they're yeah. like, oh, I hate this pepper. So that was but, fun. That yeah, was so it was, it was it was different. Um, But yeah, it li- I was literally in tears, almost doubled over by the end because I was in I was in pain. That Those pork rinds had me in pain. Yeah, man. I thought I didn't know if you were gonna make it. I I will always push through. That that's one thing. I mean, you know that. I will I will always do my damnedest to push through. Oh, I had, I was honestly starting to doubt this one. I was like, oh man, he is looking. He is looking rough. Yeah, this one this one was rough, but I mean, I did it. We we did it. It was <laughs> it was it was a fun thing to do. Um, I'm sure we'll go back over. I'm sure you'll go back out over for sure. Uh, to to do more more pepper videos, more of hot, woo that's hot videos for him. Oh, definitely. I'm actually going back over to John's tomorrow to watch the Super Bowl. Oh, fun! <clears throat> yeah, so that'll be enjoyable. Uh, you know, we're recording this the night before the Super Bowl. Um, as you guys may or may not be aware, you know, we are not only big geeks, we are uh, we are football fans. 
it will not be uh, featuring our team because the Cleveland Browns are uh, a dumpster fire, unfortunately. That just keeps getting higher and higher. Yeah. They're, they're, I, they're, I'm almost willing to say they're not even a dumpster fire anymore. They're yeah. a tire fire. <laughs> it's like tire mountain. Yeah. Oh, man. But So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'm going to watch the Chiefs 49ers game. I'm going over to John's house tomorrow and check uh, to catch that. So that'll be fun. That'll be a good time. I know. I wish I had taken Monday off of work. Like, like looking back, I'm like every year I say I'm going to take it. and I have all this vacation time, and I never take it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I ended last year with? I ended last year with one vacation day. <coughs> oh man i am uh you are yawning like a fool over there. i know man i'm about to just cut it here and just say well guys here's a short episode maybe we'll come back tomorrow and do some more <laughs> um so you've been doing any anything else that you you want to talk about like uh any other animes any other shows any other other uh uh, so I started rewatching Assassination Classroom. Okay. Um, I've never watched this one. Is this one good? Yeah, I actually, I really recommend Assassination Classroom. Uh, let's see. Hey guys, Future Rooster here. Uh, as promised, I went back into the editing bay, and I am figuring out exactly where you're going to want to jump up to. Uh, you're going to want to jump about 20 minutes from here. So I believe you're going to want to go up to about timestamp 50, uh, then we'll have about 13-ish minutes where we'll have a discussion topic, and then it'll be done. So thank you guys so much for checking this out. I hope you enjoy it. Let's see. Well, we're going to go into the spoiler section now because yeah. I'm going to really talk Assassination Classroom, kind of talk, explain it a little bit. And uh, so if you guys are, uh, and I'm no, Future Rooster will handle it. But right now I definitely know it's going to be Assassination Classroom and I don't want to get hurt. Right. Uh, so Assassination Classroom, super sweet. It's from uh, 2014, 2015, uh, around then. It is, uh, it's a little under it's a little over 40 episodes, I believe. Okay. And the uh, the entire plot point is that there is a tentacled monster who is going to destroy the world in the at the end of the year. Okay. The end of the school year. Um, but he wants to be sporting about it, so he is giving the government a chance to uh, let him teach one class at one middle school, uh, one eighth grade class at a middle school. And uh, he's going to teach them how to be humans and assassins all at the same time. <laughs> and if they can kill him by the end, they're going to get all this money and they are going to save the world. Oh. And as the series progresses on, you learn more and more. Like he, they call him Koro Sensei. And uh, you learn more and more about Koro Sensei. Uh, they bring a whole bunch of other assassins in. So, uh, what is it? Karasuma, Karasuma is uh, kind of their gym teacher, and he's like from the Japanese military, uh, Ministry of Defense. They bring in a female assassin uh, that they call Professor Bitch. <laughs> uh, it's really funny. She teaches them language because her entire thing is like she uses the art of seduction and she like learns language and that's how she like gets her praise. So she starts teaching all these kids language skills, English, things like that. Um, and then they'll bring in other assassins throughout the series that Korosensei will thwart or the kids will thwart, thwart because they don't want Korosensei to die on anyone but their hands, so on and so forth. Um, it's, a, it's a really fun quirky anime i remember that i avoided it for the longest time because i thought oh this is going to be uh, this is going to be a really uh a gory or gruesome anime because it's called assassination classroom so i right. thought i uh yeah i misread it i thought it was going to be yeah i thought it was going to be like a battle royale kind of thing which i really enjoy battle royale but i'm not uh, i don't want to see another lighthouse scene like right. it's just i'm not i, I don't want to see a lighthouse scene right now i'm just not into it which you have no idea what i'm talking about i have no idea all right, I've well, this is why it's in the, so that's why we're in the spoiler Royale. section. Uh, so Battle Royale is an old Japanese movie. Mm -hmm. uh, long story short, a uh, high school class gets kidnapped. They go to an island, and Last Man Standing wins. Last Man, it's very, it's Hunger Games uh, before Hunger Games because yeah. it came out at least a decade before Hunger Games. 
And so the story focuses on uh, this one guy and kind of girl couple, and they have a they they make a friend who's part of the resistance. So I'm spoiling Battle Royale, obviously. And it's it's kind of quirky and crazy, and there's all these characters, and uh, there's a couple different plots. And as the kids die off, it uh it's a little Game of Thronesy, where as more people die off, like they stop giving you all these expanded plots, and it's really you're only following like three different groups of people, right? And uh, there is a famous scene in the movie that's expanded upon in the manga, which uh, the manga is like 15 issues. The movie is like an hour and a half. We should, we'll sit down and watch it sometime because it is a great movie. Sure. And uh, it is, uh, it's called the lighthouse scene. So one of the things they do in Battle Royale is everyone gets a weapon. Like you get a bag full of supplies and you get a randomly assigned weapon. Sometimes it's something cool like a machine gun. Other times it's real shitty. Here's a microphone. Good luck, kids. <laughs> Uh, and this one girl got a new test weapon, and it's poison. So she knows, I can't remember exactly, but she knows that the main male character has done something. Like, he, if for some reason, he's she's jealous of him or something. She thinks he's bad, she's, that he's a bad guy. So this character goes to poison him in the lighthouse, and someone else eats the food, and then they accuse someone else of poisoning, and it's just, it's this slaughter fest in this lighthouse. Wow. And so it's a very it's a very classic scene from Battle Royale all about this lighthouse. So it's actually it's it's one that'll stick with you when you see it. And yeah, man, it's crazy. Battle Royale's insane. Yeah. Battle Royale is I, insane. I have I have heard about Battle Royale. I do know a little bit of, I knew it was a a bunch of kids that end up killing each other and I I did know a little bit about it, but I I've never seen it. Yeah, so like I mean, you know, it's like so I, I guess I thought maybe that was gonna be like a battle royale or something. Like that's what I thought assassination classroom was gonna be. Honestly, that's kind of why I've avoided it. And uh, no, and I, uh, I'm very happy. I finally like I went on the adventure a couple years ago, first yeah. time, and I just started rewatching it. Just kind of like, oh yeah, I remember this, and it's just it's quirky fun. It's very quirky and it's very fun. There's some great, well-meaning thoughts to it. Uh, it's an anime that I don't know if it'll, I think it'll withstand the test of time, but I think it'll be one that people don't really talk about. Right. I don't think it's an underrated anime, but I don't think it's one people are just like, I don't hear people talking. It's just, assassination a, it's just a regular whelming anime. Like it's, it's yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it, it gets the respect it deserves. I think it's going to, I think it holds up. I really do. I think it's uh it's one of those animes that in 15, 20 years would still be like, Oh yeah. Assassination classroom. That's a classic. So I do feel it's that kind of, it's kind of like Cowboy Bebop in that that manner. It, it's a lot of people don't talk about it. But when you say Cowboy Bebop, when you mention Cowboy Bebop, people who know anime and even people who don't are like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. That one's supposed to be pretty good. I don't know if it will break out of the anime field, but yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, you know, so that's uh, Assassination Classroom. It's been really enjoyable. It also um, it's got a live action movie. So oh, really? yeah, there are there are three live actions animes that I, uh, I I felt have been acceptable. Yeah, at least enough that I can have fun watching it. Um, and this is my chance to tell you about a bad movie that I enjoy that I, I you might have seen. If not, it's a really bad movie, but I really enjoy it. Yeah, Speed Racer. I have seen Speed Racer. That is a terribly great movie. It is. Uh, I think that's a great. Yeah, I think that's a great live action adaptation of an anime. Uh, mostly, I had this conversation with someone about like live mm. uh, live action adaptations. Uh, I like Roroni Kenshin because Roroni Kenshin has a lot of fight scenes, and I think the the uh, live action did a really good job between with the sword fights. Mm -hmm. And Assassination Classroom is insane. Yeah, it's already insane as an anime. It gets even more insane as a live action movie. 
There's two of them. Wow. So they did well enough that they went, well, we've got to finish what happens. <laughs> so there are two assassination right. classrooms that are live action, meaning there are people out there that only know assassination classroom as live action movies. So I would, uh, I would definitely check out assassination classroom. And like, you know, like I said, the spoilers, obviously he, um, he, he, he's not a bad guy, right? Like he is a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. And, like, everything that you think, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, and he's going to destroy the Earth. He don't want to destroy the Earth and all their shit. And it's like, you're, you're going to be very sad because the kids succeed. I'm just going to I'm gonna fucking spoil it right there. The kids fucking win at the end of it. Fucking Nagisa fucking kills his teacher. And it sucks. And you're really sad because you're like, oh, no, I wanted Koro-sensei to live. <laughs> Even if he might have accidentally blown up the planet, I want Koro-sensei to live. And it's it's a really good anime. I think that when you uh, when you get burned out on your One Piece dub watching, you because should uh, you will <laughs> yeah you will. Uh, it's okay. It's okay if you're binging anime. Well, and, and and One Piece is one of those ones. I I actually had this conversation with someone the other day. One because they like I told him I was watching dub piece and and he like he literally did the the uh, Catholic cross for me and. I told him, I was like, I don't know why you're praying for me. One Piece is a great show. He's like, yeah, but that's a hell of a ride. And I told him, I said, yeah, it is, but One Piece is one of those where you can walk away and come back and be fine. Oh, definitely. As what? Long, I mean, as long as you don't go away for like a year or two years where you're going to forget everything, One Piece is fine to, to walk away from for a little bit. One Piece is, it has story. There are threads that pick up years later, episodes mm -hmm. later, arcs later. Uh, especially, you know, like, uh, you, cause how far did you went pretty far with sub before you rewatched yeah, it? Right. I was, I was about, I think 200 episodes in, I was, I had All right. the Alabasta. I was. All right. So you haven't met like Brooke or anything at no, that I point. Hadn't, then. I hadn't met, met them yet. But. Well, there's, there's going to be stuff that you're going to see, uh, right when you get to the grand line with like the whale and shit that's mm -hmm. going to tie to Brooke. And there's going to be things that. You know, it's like there are things that you're like, oh, my God, I fucking forgot all about that like four fucking years ago. And then it's going to it's going to tie back in. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what the shit? It's just you're not even going to be expecting it. And then like characters are going to keep tying in and fall in like in and out and in and out throughout the entire series. And you're like, oh, my God, I never I even mean, thought you, about this. You, you kind of see that with um, with uh, oh, Kobe. With Kobe pops in the, the first 150 episodes. He pops in like three times. Yeah, he'll keep popping in. Um, I mean, he's still getting checked in with, with what's happening in the manga and with the anime. Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, Kobe definitely he sticks around. Uh, there's other characters that'll do that as well. And it's like every now and then you'll see, like, especially when they up the uh, wanted posters, once they start getting wanted posters for the uh, One Piece Pirates. Yeah. For, yeah, the One Piece Pirates, the, the, straw, uh, hats. the straw Hats. Uh, you're going to see that just keep happening. So, I really enjoy One Piece. Uh, man, I'm glad you're rewatching it. Uh, it's something Noel and I, we want to start our One Piece podcast, which we're going to get to one of these days. Yeah. And uh, I just, I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait for the dub piece to keep going. I can't wait for it to come out and now, keep going. And I, I know we've had this conversation a long time ago. I still think Captain Kuro is one of the better villains that Luffy faces, because it truly makes him be creative with how he's going to defeat it. Um, he's definitely, he's a different villain. He is, uh, for the beginning. Cause we're talking, that's the dude at Usopp's top, right? Yep. Uh, I, so I he think was, he was pretty much the second or third villain. I, I think when it comes to Luffy having to get creative, you're going to see more and more changes throughout. Like I oh, think yeah. when he fights crocodile in Alabasta and I did see that. And I think when we had this, I hadn't quite watched the, uh, the Alabasta stuff all the way through yet. Uh, you know, when he gets to, when he, you have like the, uh, the Marine Ford arc and all of that, you're going to see some like, oh my, you know, and he's going to be in the prison. I can't remember what the prison's called, 
But when he goes to the prison, uh, which he'll do that uh, just before the time skip, you know, you're going to see some stuff there. And I mean, there's going to be, uh, you know, some some water fights and things like that. So I, I do think but I'll give you Kevin Crow is definitely a uh, an interesting villain. He's definitely one that like kind of stands out from the series. Uh, the ones from the beginning of the series. I mean, I honestly I, I'll forget some of them. Like there's some dude you're going to run into who's like spring leggy boy or some shit like yeah. that. I don't remember him too well. It's right before the Sky P arc. And I, I don't remember that cat very well, but I still remember like Arlon. Yeah, Arlon, Arlon was a great Arlon, cool, Arlon yeah. was a cool villain. Uh Curl was a cool villain. Buggy's an interesting villain. I don't know if he's Well Buggy will keep popping up throughout the series as yeah, well. Yeah, I figured as much. He he seems like a the the constant annoyance. Yeah, you're gonna have fun with Buggy. Like he'll just keep popping in and out of the series. And then you have Alvita who keeps popping up and now she's the super skinny Alvita. Yeah, because she took the slick slick fruit. Yeah. So yeah, man, One Piece is uh, One Piece is a real. Yeah, I got a, I got a question because you you've been you've been deep in the One Piece hole for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, do any of the other four members of the the original five uh, on, on of the Straw Hats do any of them ever get Straw uh, Devil Fruit powers? Um, no, but they don't need it. They, I mean, they really don't. That's why I was asking. Like the the only one who maybe would have would have been Nami. Uh, yeah, so they don't need it. So, um, when the time skip happens, uh, there's gonna, like, they're gonna be off training. So, Sanji's gonna learn how to moonwalk, um, which means he's pretty much gonna be able to, like, fly and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoro's going to learn how to control, like, hockey with, um, oh god, uh, Hawkeye. Okay. Hawkeye Meathawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's gonna actually team up with that guy, and he wants to, I mean, I know he wants to, like, fight and defeat him, but he's gonna actually, like, learn from him, become an apprentice, uh, Nami's gonna become like a weather witch kind of thing. Like she's gonna learn how to make like thunder clouds and all kinds of crazy shit. Right. And Usopp's gonna become better with like a sniper king. So he's really gonna start embracing that sniper king personality. Okay. So like uh, the time skip, they don't. Because I know, it. I know pretty much everyone after after those five has devil fruit powers, correct? Uh, Chopper does. Chopper is. Uh, Chopper does. Robin does. Yeah, Chopper and Brooks Robin does. both do. Uh, Brooke does. Uh, Frankie does not. Frankie does not. Okay. Frankie is. Frankie was the only Frankie's one I wasn't like a, just sure a robot. about. Okay. Frankie was the only one I wasn't sure about because I've never. Think. I think Frankie's the last crew member that we'll see. We've seen in English because it won't be until episode eight hundred and something that a new crew member will join. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I can tell you who it is, but you know, where's the fun in that? Right. I can tell you two commandos, and all you have to do is Google it. Uh, it's yeah, it's someone you'll expect to join the crew. Like when you actually you haven't met the character yet. And only 200 episodes, you have not met the character yet. Yeah. But he's pretty cool. It's, he's, he's a worthy addition to the crew. So I'm excited, because uh, like I said, I haven't seen him technically join the crew yet, so I'm really excited when he will. Whenever I whenever they finally get an English episode out that has him yeah. join, that's going to be really fucking fun. But that's not going to be until episode 800 and something, I believe. Like, I think it's closer to 900 that he joins the crew. Oh, so he's fairly recent then. Yeah, oh, he's he's very recent. He's been in the series for a while, but uh, it's been a while. I think I know who you're talking about. I don't know. You want to take a swing? Is it Ace? Uh, no, it is not Ace. Okay. Nope, Ace is part of Whitebeard's crew. I knew that, but I, I wasn't sure if maybe he jumped over to to, to the Straw Hat. Uh, no, point. it's definitely something that I would thought of, that you would think. Um, no, Ace has his place to play in the future of the series. So Ace has some things that happen, and he gets uh, he has some interesting moments as well. Yeah. Him, uh, Whitebeard has some interesting moments. Shanks will come back. Uh, we'll start seeing Blackbeard a lot more, which you'll actually, um, spoilers, that's, you're going to meet Blackbeard right in Skypea. Yeah, I was going to say, because I had gotten to Skypea uh, when I was watching Subpiece. So I knew 
I knew Blackbeard a little bit. It was like right before. Yeah, you're gonna meet uh, when you get to the Skypea stuff, um, or right before the Skypea stuff. You're gonna meet Blackbeard. He's gonna be like the dude that Luffy's like, you know, these kind of pies are great. These pies are garbage. Yeah. He's gonna you're gonna meet Blackbeard with uh with the weird springy leg guy actually. Yeah. So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna turn into uh, the Blackbeard pirate who becomes one of the scariest villain who becomes a big villain in One Piece actually. Wow. Um, I'm not tech- I'm not there yet uh, because again it's after where the dub currently is. It's all in the New World because you divide the Grand Line up into Paradise, which is everything before you get to um, uh, the Archipelago, and everything after that, which is New World. So. Yeah, man. So One Piece, great series. One One Piece is a fantastic series. No, right. Another fantastic series that I'm watching again, uh, and I, I got to thank my girlfriend for this. Is uh, is Doctor Stone? Doctor Stone, you're going through it again, huh? Yeah. Well, she, I had started watching it with her, like the very first episode, and she was watching it and kind of falling asleep because she was she'd been working and been very tired. And the other day, she comes up to me and she's like, "Hey, that that show you were watching, the was it the pirate show?" I was like. No, you hated the pirate show. You didn't want to watch the pirate show because she thought it was goofy. But she, so she didn't want to watch One Piece because she thought it was goofy. But it's, it's, no, the one with the statues. Oh yeah, no, Doctor Stone. Yeah, let's watch that. Okay, gladly. I like Doctor Stone a lot. That was a funny anime. It is, and I am excited for uh, more episodes to come out. But yeah, so I'm. Yeah, hey, I mean, don't get too excited. It's gonna be a while, probably. Probably, <laughs> but. Uh, I'm hoping we're gonna see more Doctor Stone in the fall. I'm. Uh, they haven't announced a My Hero season five yet. But I suspect probably in the fall we'll get more My Hero, and I'm hoping we'll probably get more Doctor Stone around then as well. At least that's what I'm hoping for because that's when I uh, that's when I want more of these. There we go. It looks like yeah, it's right. catching up. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just I, it's all anime all the time for me anymore. Right. Like if I'm not playing board game, if I if I'm home and I'm not playing a board game, I'm fucking do. I'm I'm checking out anime. Yeah. That's that's pretty much what's happening nowadays. I tried uh, that uh, Stabber Orphan. I really wanted to enjoy it. I really wanted to like Sorcerer Stabber Orphan. And I just, I was not into the first episode. So I'm going to give the second episode a chance, but this is one that, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be pretty quick where I'm either in or out on it because I'm like, "Ah, I just, I could not pay attention to what was happening in the first episode. And that's never a good sign. Like, it's kind of like when I was trying to watch His Dark Materials and I was like, wow, this is terrible. Yeah. So I was uh, I was not feeling that one either. So uh, I don't really have anything good or bad to say about it. Just meh. It's very meh to me. Oh man! And uh, yeah. So anyway, I was I'm watching this. Uh, I don't want to get hurt, so I'm maxing my defense, and it, it's adorably crazy. And the the one character, man, like you got to check it out because like she she doesn't have any attacks really. Now is this one just starting or is this? Yeah, it just started. It's only twelve. It's uh, I think it's only gonna be a twelve episode run. Okay. And it's two episodes in already. Oh, so yeah, it's just started. Oh, it's it's a very short, quick one. And it's just, it is so insane, but it is so fun. It's just this, like, just bubblegummy, like, young woman and her friend. And they're like, we're going to go on adventures. But before she can, like, get going with her friend, her friend has to, like, get her grades up because they're both high school kids. <laughs> so, like I said, it's a dive anime where so far nothing bad has happened. Like, there has been no, like, oh, no, like, traditional, like, dive anime problem. They're just like, yeah, no, I'm just like a teenage girl, and this is what I'm going to do in my free time. I'm just going to go play some video games inside this uh, computer. Right. And, they oh, dude, it's crazy. Like, her solution was, she's like, well, I'll just max my defense out, and I can't get hurt. And she's right to an extent. And then she, like, in order to fight and kill a dragon, she, like, her shield breaks, so she has to eat it to death. 
So she just like starts taking bites and like she just keeps biting and chewing on the dragon until it dies. That's interesting. It's insane. And as a result, her defense is so high that like things can keep attacking her and weird stuff can keep happening. So she keeps getting skills and she keeps getting more and more skill points. And it is in. She puts them all into defense. All to all to defense, man. Like she picks up some uh, useful stuff like a thunderclap and stuff or paralysis. And but it is she is a crazy little character. Yeah. And then her friends like I'm gonna I'm gonna you know specialize in evade and so she's gonna be really fast and I it's it's a goofy show and at this point I don't see what the antagonist is gonna be like I don't see what the problem's going to be with the right. show and I'm okay with that like I'm just watching it I'm just I'm I'm in for the ride it's just fun it's just like ah oh, it's like a palate cleanser so she's she's almost a true tank. At this point. Like, oh, she is a tank. She like is like a quite literal tank where she's just going to run through everything. Oh, yeah. No, she could. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like watching it. Like I said, it's like after watching, uh, you know, stuff like Goblin Slayer, you're watching. I'm watching this. I'm like, man, this is just a palette. Cleanse. This is just a good time. <laughs> it's just it's a sweet little goofy adventure. I need to I need to watch Goblin Slayer. We watched the first three episodes. That was what last weekend we watched those. Yeah, I just honestly i have i've been so tired the last couple of days getting home from work i'm like all right i'll throw on one piece because at least i know what's going on there i don't have to pay super super close attention i feel you buddy because like i said i've watched sub piece so i know the story i know what's happening and if i if i miss a little bit here and there i'll be fine (laughs) but it's it's been it's been one of those it's been one of those interesting like rides to to go back because the the characters are actually the voices are almost spot on for the for the subs too the the du- the dub voices are almost spot on for the for the voices oh definitely i'll definitely agree and i if you were to tell me that usopp's voice is the same as the japanese uh actor i would believe you 100 percent. like it is that dead on it's nice that dubbing is getting to be such a better, like better quality. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember when like dubbing was just garbage, and I was like, "Well, it's what we got. It's what we got." Well, I, you figure though that's twenty years ago. Too. Oh, definitely. So they they really tried to make sure that the characters were the same characters. They weren't, you know, Luffy didn't have the super deep voice like some of the animes used to do. Like, and then you'd go and watch the sub, and they he'd have this high pitch voice, and you're like. Where the hell is Mickey Mouse coming from with a super deep voice? <laughs> what the hizzle? Ugh. Nah, man, I dig it. I um, yeah, man, I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan of dubbing nowadays. Yeah. Ah, uh, I'm gonna be honest, Quigs. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I have much more to talk about. Uh, I don't know if I do either. Um, so might wrap this one up on an early note. Maybe. Uh, I was thinking though. You know, we talked maybe a little bit about discussion topics, like. What um, what games do you do? You, what what are your good uh, starter games? Your your gateway games? Uh, did we uh, did we talk this through once? We we might have talked it through once, but I I want I want like a good list of, of some 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 de- some gateway games for you. Um, well, I mean, if you're gonna, it, it all depends. Uh, my two big gateway games are always Ticket to Ride mm-hmm. and Mysterium. Okay. Uh, both of them fit uh, six players, so if you're, they could be a uh, almost a party s style game. Um, if you need more, I would say I wouldn't. I don't like playing party games with more than about eight people anyway. Right. Um, but arguably, you could play code names with a whole crowd of people. Sure. 
So uh, if you're going to go eight people, you can do code names. Uh, I believe you can play six player uh, ticket. Yeah, you can play six player ticket to ride. Uh, but I would say Ticket to Ride or Mysterium. Those are two, uh, for me, easy gateway games. Okay. Uh, rules are pretty simple. Uh, Mysterium's a bit of a setup, um, and you need to be the ghost. Like, if you're going to teach Mysterium to people, you have to be the ghost. Right. Um, and you have to be decent at it. Like, obviously, you have to be able to teach the rules. And I don't mean that, like, of course you have to be able to teach the rules if you're teaching the rules. But you have to be able to teach the rules if you're the ghost. Right. Because Mysterium is like, there's so much relying on the ghost character because they have to give the hints, the clues. And even if they, they don't do a good job at it, they have to make sure that the other people have a chance because they can go like, oh, I understand. Maybe this could just be a necklace or maybe this could just be like some aspect of the card. And I should like, oh, you know, color, tonal match or something like that. Like maybe I should do that. So I would say those are two, uh, for me, those are two of the big gateway games uh, in my collection and just in general. Right. Like if I was like going to introduce people to the hobby. I don't know. I mean, what do you, uh, what do you think? Uh, I think you introduced me with uh, Sentinels. Sentinels is a great. Sentinels is a good gateway game. Uh, it's very simple to play. The only problem with Sentinels is it feels like, I, I feel like if you don't know how to play Sentinels. Right. Then it feels like someone's doing a lot of things for you. Because they're like, all right, you have to do this. All right, now you have these five cards. You can do this, 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 or this. Okay, you're going to want to do this because of this. And I feel like you can get alpha game and Sentinels a lot. But it is a great gateway game. It is. Um, My favorite. Yeah, I know. I knew that too. Uh, I mean, just looking at some of your games here, like, I, I think you're right. Code, code Names is a great gateway. I think. Uh, Mysterium and because I, I was having this conversation with someone at work they because they know I play games mm. and they, they said they're going on vacation with their family they just wanted a few ideas of games to take along because they're going to be like log cabin style thing. if you're going to do that I mean I think it all depends on your family as well uh, code names is going to be something you'll probably want I think you could definitely make Mysterium and take it to ride work uh, I would take maybe a werewolf that, like I, an ultimate I'd, werewolf okay I mentioned I, I actually mentioned to her uh, Ticket to Ride, Mysterium, and Werewolf. And she said those all sound fantastic. Um, I, and I was just, you know, I was just trying to think. I could give you a list of good gateway games, or good starter games, really. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like, starter games. Gateway games, it's always, like, well, what kind of aptitude do you have yeah. for gaming? Because, like, I mean, you, you know, like, Mysterium's like, a little more, it's a little chunkier, but it's pretty easy at the same time. Right. Whereas Ticket to Ride's very simple. Yes, and I was thinking maybe like Forbidden Island or Forbidden Desert, something like that, could be a good gateway game if you have someone who really wants to get into the hobby. The biggest issue I have with those, and I think they're great for people that want to get into the hobby, is and I, I think there's definitely like, a place for them. They're very short. And they, they, they can get alpha game very yeah, easily as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, Ticket to Ride, you're on your own. Uh, that's the nice thing. Like, uh, I mean, Mysterium, you can definitely alpha game. Um, I think Sentry is a great uh, gateway game as well. Um, I really like Spice Road. I wouldn't recommend Eastern Wonders or New World. Those are great games, but I wouldn't recommend those for st like starter games. Right. If I was like, you know, hey, I want to get Jerry into the gaming uh, community, I wouldn't recommend that. Like, you know, I was like, all right, buddy, make sure you go to Walmart and try to find some uh, fucking Century Spice Road on the uh, yeah. shelf, which you won't. But, you know, like, good luck. I think maybe Disney Villainous could be a, a decent gateway game if you got, if you got good people to, to play with. Um, I, I don't know. What do you think about that one? Uh, I have a hard time with Villainous uh, calling it a gateway game because Villainous is, for a gateway game, I feel like I need to be able to kind of track what my 
what what my my proteges are yeah, doing. What your new people are doing. Like at the very least, I need to be able. And like you can track that in Villainous, but it's like oh man, like it's so much easier in other games. Yeah. Because I'm like, all right, listen, I can't see your hand. I'm really sorry, and I can't see your hand in Ticket to Ride either. But it's like, all right, it's, you know, it, you don't really need to see somebody's hand. You go, okay, you need these colors to make this. Rip. Yeah, like you can kind of explain it like that way. Like, there's. I mean, there's strategy that's needed to be done to Villainous, which I don't think it's overtly complicated. Right. Uh, but, and another thing is, like, it's, I don't feel like there's a lot of interaction with other people. Like, you can pick someone's fate deck to get cho- to uh, get triggered in, in uh, Villainous. Right, but it's it's a very almost one-on-one, one, you versus the, yourself. Yeah, it's like, my problem with the game is it definitely feels like, okay, I'm sitting here and I'm just waiting for my opponents to make their move. All right, cool, they didn't use the fate deck on me, so that means I can go. Yeah. You know, oh, no, they made they use the fate deck on me. That's going to affect some shit. You know what I mean? But it's like, I just, I mean, that's my thing when it comes to Disney villainous. I just don't see it. I I, I think it could be with the right people. But I, I, I think that with the wrong people, villainous would be a game that would turn, could turn people off the hobby. Right. Because I also, I, I like villainous. I think it's a really fun game. I think Villainous also has enough problems that it's it's a little bit finicky. Yeah. So a little, a little fiddly diddly, if you will. So when you're playing that, you know, it's like you have to take some risk into your hands. Especially, so, especially you get some of the some of the more complicated. Like Jafar is kind of a complicated one to complete. Uh, Maleficent is a little complicated to complete. Maybe that's a little harder on on newer players. Yeah, like if you've never played a game before, I think Jafar would be very hard. Jafar or Ursula would be hard. You'd want to be like maybe a King Louis. Maybe you'd have a chance with that. Or uh, Prince John. Yeah, Prince John. Sorry, King. <laughs> it's the monkey. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, think it's the orangutan. No, uh, Prince Prince John. I think yeah. is a, a, a good is a good one. Because you're just trying to get power at that point, yeah. which you know, then you have to be like, do I spend power to? Do I spend power? Or do I just keep my power? Ah, what do I do? So I can definitely understand like that character. But like I said, like you said, you know, there's there's definitely some challenge to the other ones. There's some complexity to it. And I think maybe a simple game too. Something like Suro is a decent game. Uh, yeah, if you have Suro, I think Suro would be a really good intro game to the hobby. Uh, Gloom's a great intro game, depending on who you're playing with. Like if you're playing with people that want a little more chunkier, meatier story, and you don't want to bust out role playing because you know they've never role played in their lives, which I've I've been in that world. Yeah. Uh, I think Gloom is a great story game. Sure. You can do because it's fun, it's quirky, and if people like to tell stories and have fun and kind of role play a little bit, that's a great one you can kind of play. You can kind of pick up a play really quick. Um, and I, it <clears throat> just popped into my head and it, it just left too, but um, oh, I'm sorry, man. I it, it, it literally was on the tip of my tongue and I was waiting for you to finish it. Yeah, you're fine, buddy. Um, I mean, another game that I think works out really well is... Oh man, I just had that one too, and now it's gone. <laughs> uh, Lanterns. Lanterns is a is a decent game that you could. It's fairly easy to teach, and uh, yeah, I like Lanterns. Lanterns is a good one to uh, play quickly. Uh, yeah, I think you could probably teach Lanterns. Um, I also think uh, On Tour is a game you could probably teach pretty quick. On Tour actually seems. Like Rolling rights aren't very complicated, so right. all you have to tell people is like, all right, uh, the dice are going to get rolled, and then you're just going to write some shit down. And that's how you play that. Uh, Takedo's a great. Takedo, yeah, Takedo is a, a great game. You know, Takedo could be a great gateway game for people. Uh, you know, again, it all depends on what people are into, though. Um Because yeah. I've met people that I think I could bust out. You know, like a, a meteoro sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I know you're just starting or you're just getting into board games, but you probably could play a. Uh, you probably could play a dinosaur island kind of yeah. game. Or or a uh, uh, the Viking one. I can't think of it. Um, Champions of Midgard. Champions, yeah. Champions is a great game. 
could be a good starter game if you have the right people. If you know you have people that can get into that meaty kind of game, that Champions is a good starter game. I like Champions of Midgard. I'm excited. I, uh, I'm going to play it this coming weekend. Oh, fun. Yeah, I'm going up to see Breaks in Buffalo on oh, uh, Friday. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So as such, uh, on Saturday, we're going to be recording a podcast. So that'll be really nice. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that a lot. That'll be a lot of fun. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, so uh, those are those are definitely games I'd recommend gateway-wise. I mean, there's other games out there, uh, and it all depends on the aptitude of the player. Right. Like, if the person can pick up stuff really quick, then, I mean, the sky's the limit, of course. Because there are gateway games that, you know, like, some people don't like the term gateway games, and they get yeah. really annoyed by it. I uh, I don't mind the term gateway games. It's never bugged me in the least. Uh, Pandemic was a game that a lot of people kind of helped uh, get into the hobby. And uh, another game that helped people get into the hobby was uh, Settlers of Catan. Oh, yeah, Settlers. Settlers uh, that was a game game. that really helped board gaming take off. So, you know, it's like Settlers gets a lot of credit. Where you I know think what? Uh, um, Small World. Small World is a decent game if you got someone that can, can teach you what you're doing, I think. It may, is a good, uh, if you have a good experience player to show, I think Small World is a great gateway game. Oh, I love Small World. I, um, I would hesitate to use it as a gateway game or a starter game just because the complexity of what, like, combinations you right. have. Uh, that's the only reason I would hesitate to be like, if there were a bunch of, if there were seven new people at my table, like if I take the corner and I'm like, oh, hello people I've never met before. Right. And they were all sitting there at the table, you know, like, we want to play a game. I don't know if Small World's a game I would bust out for them without knowing them. Like, I think I would need to test their aptitude a little bit more to see right. what's going on. Right. But, yeah, man, I mean, that's kind of my thought on gateway games, at least, or at least what might be, uh, like if I was making a jump bag of like, go, go, go. <laughs> That's yeah, uh, you know, that's what would be on it probably, I think. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, any other anything else? Uh, I think I think that about wraps it up for today. All right, man. Uh, you know, as we've said before, if you guys enjoy this podcast, please give us a like, give us a review, give us uh, give us everything you can. Don't uh, don't take anything from your family or friends, but if you could give us a little bit of a hand to uh, just help market some stuff and you know share our podcast and let people know, hey, I'm listening to these guys and I really enjoy it, then right. we could really use it. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I do want to mention before we go, uh, we have Bone coming, Bone Book Club coming up in the middle of February. It's now February first when we're recording this, uh, so we we both have already said we got to get get to reading it um but we want to we want to have that conversation with you guys and we're going to figure out how to do that and probably do it all over like facebook or something but we'll, we'll figure that out along the way and put that message out but uh we want to we want to give you guys the uh the chance to, to talk with us and tell us how how you enjoy stuff uh tell, tell us how we're doing tell anything good or bad helps us so uh with that I, I think we're I think we're about ready to head out. Yeah, I uh, don't really have a quote of the week, so you know, if I, Bart Simpson says Cal Bunga, dude. I was gonna I was gonna go with uh, that legendary place at the end of the map is only legendary until someone proves it's real, and that's from One Piece. That's from the the opening of One that's Piece. That's the opening song, man. Someone proves it's real. Yeah, you're gonna see that up through like episode three or three hundred, I think, three seventy something like that, and then they're gonna change the uh, opening theme song. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, thanks for uh, slogging through that one, Commandos. We appreciate it. Like we said, give us a like. Uh, hit us up. Tell us what's good, what's bad. Uh, if you enjoyed this and you want to reach out to us, feel free to reach out at uh, crowingcommandos at gmail.com. 
And uh, check us out on Facebook and YouTube at the same Crowing Commandos. I'm Rooster. I'm Squiggles. And we're signing out. See ya. Diggity, 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 da. Thanks, Nate, for that awesome intro music. Love you, brother. <laughs>